Jason Kompot, and I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. This month, my monthly series is sponsored by Opus. Opus helps you to free your business from the complexity and uncertainties of managing risks associated with your customers, vendors, and third parties. By combining the most innovative third-party risk management and Know Your Customer Compliance SAAS platforms with unparalleled data solutions, Opus turns information into action so that you can, so your business can thrive. Learn more about Opus at www.opus.com. This month, I'm going to take a deep dive into third-party risk management. I'm going to consider what you need to do to take a look at third parties, the due diligence you need to engage in, how you should evaluate that due diligence, what contract terms and conditions should be a part of your due diligence going forward, and how you should manage that relationship after the contract is signed. I think you'll find this an extraordinarily interesting and important series because, as all compliance practitioners know, third parties are your highest risk under anti-corruption laws such as the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act or the UK Bribery Act. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. Day 5, Levels of Due Diligence. Yesterday, I considered the need for due diligence in the management of third-party process or the risk management of third-party process. Today, I want to take a deeper dive into the levels of due diligence. Due diligence is generally recognized in three levels, levels one, two, and three. So I'm going to go through each of these levels and talk about them at some length. Level one. First level due diligence typically is utilized for third-party relationships which are uh, have little to no government contacts, it will have, excuse me, they will be located in jurisdictions which uh, are perceived to be of a low evidence of corruption or perception of corruption, and there would be a low dollar amount or a low commission rate. Level one due diligence typically consists of checking individual names and companies through several hundred global watch lists comprised of anti-money laundering, and a bribery sanctions list coupled with other financial uh, corruption information and criminal databases. These global lists are useful, a useful first-level screening tool to detect potential red flags for corrupt activities. It can also be an expensive first step in, in compliance from an investigative viewpoint. Level one due diligence is extremely important for companies to complement their compliance policies and procedures, demonstrating a broad intent to actively comply with international regulatory requirements. Many companies will also use a level one when screening uh, third parties who might come into the relationship with the company from the supply chain. It can also be used in a uh, M&A transaction where you're taking a look at a lot of third parties of a proposed acquisition. But you have to keep in mind that it's only level one. So if any red flags are raised or your business justification and questionnaire process and identified issues which need further or deep level dive, you need to move to level two. Level two due diligence encompasses supplementing these global watch lists 
with a deeper screening of international media, typical of the major newspapers and periodicals from all countries, plus detailed Internet searches of the company in question. Such inquiries will often reveal other forms of corruption-related information and may expose undisclosed or hidden information about the company, the third parties, key executives, and associated parties. I believe that a level two should also include an in-house database search regarding the third party. Some of the other types of information that you should consider obtaining are the country of domicile and international government records, use of in-country resources to provide assessments of the third party, a check for international derogatory electronic and physical media searches. You should also perform such searches in English and foreign language repositories where appropriate in the country of the third party's domicile. If you are in a specific industry, use technical specialists which could obtain information from sector-specific sources. Once again, if there are no red flags raised and all other of your risk management factors are covered or have been fully uh, evaluated and considered, that may be enough. But there are going to be situations where you have to take a deeper dive, and that's where level three due diligence comes in. This level is a deep dive. It requires an in-country, boots-on-the-ground investigation. Level three due diligence investigation is designed to supply your company with a comprehensive analysis of all available public records data supplemented with detailed field investigation to identify known and, more importantly, unknown conditions. Seasoned investigators who know the local language and are familiar with local politics bring an extra level of depth assessment to an in-country investigation. The direction of work and analyzing the resulting data is often critical to a successful outcome, and the key to understanding the results from both a technical perspective and understanding what the results mean in playing English. Investigative reports should include actionable recommendations based upon clearly defined assumptions or <clears throat> preferably well-developed de factual points. But more than simply an investigation of the company, critically including a site visit coupled with on-site interviews, <clears throat> some of the other things you investigate include an in-depth background check of key executive or principal players. These are not routine employment-type background checks, which are simply designed to confirm existing information or rather executive due diligence texts designed to investigate hidden, secret, or undisclosed information about that individual. Reputational information, involvement in other businesses, direct or indirect involvement in other lawsuits, history of litigiousness, and other lifestyle behaviors can adversely affect your business and public perceptions of impropriety should they be publicly disclosed. Further, you may need to engage a foreign law firm to investigate the third party in the home country to determine if the third party's compliance with its home country laws, licensing requirements, and regulations. Lastly, and most importantly, you should use a level three to look to the proposed third party in the eye and get a firm idea of what his or her cooperation will be going forward and their attitude towards compliance is one of the most important inquiry, inquiries. more than simply trying to determine if the third party objected to any portion of the due diligence or indeed the scope, you can use a level three due diligence investigation to determine if the third party is willing to stand up under the FCPA with you and wh whether you are willing to partner with this third party. As you can see, there are many uh, different approaches to 
the specifics of due diligence. By laying out some of these approaches, I hope you can graph the relevant portions onto your compliance program. But remember, the third-party risk management process is, is that. It's a risk management process. So the level one, two, or three trichotomy is one that, although it has the greatest favor from regulators, you will need to input the correct level of due diligence based upon the risk factors applicable to your organization that you've uncovered in the business justification and the questionnaire. As Jay Martin says, you constantly need to assess your company's risk and you need to manage that risk. You, you may need to perform additional due diligence going forward. Uh, you should certainly consider doing so on a continuous basis for the lower levels. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Well, I'm going to split it down into the three levels. So with level one, it should only be used where there is a low risk of corruption. It really does not help you if there are higher indicia of corruption. Number two, a level two due diligence is sufficient in a high-risk jurisdiction if there are no red flags to clear based upon the level two due diligence and other factors that you've determined and evaluated in the business justification and questionnaire. Number three, a level three due diligence is a deep dive boots on the ground investigation uh, that you should use in high-risk jurisdictions or with potential third parties who are high-risk for your organization. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've uh, enjoyed day five of one month to third-party risk management, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day six. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Third-Party Management. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it will help our rankings and help us get the word out on this most unique podcast series in compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to today, and I hope you will listen tomorrow on another episode of One Month to a Better Third-Party Manager. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.